Section 2 of Apology by Tertullian, translated by Charles Dodgson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by David Ronald. Section 2 of Apology by Tertullian. Now I would have these most religious guardians and avengers of the laws and institutions of their fathers answer touching their own fealty and their respect and deference toward the decrees of their ancestors, whether they have fallen off from none, whether they have deviated in none, whether they have not annulled such as are necessary and in proportion as they are best fitted to good discipline whither have gone those laws which checked extravagance and ambition which enacted that an hundred asses and no more should be allowed for a supper and that not more than one fowl and that not a fatted one should be introduced which expelled from the senate a patrician on grave proof of ambition because he possessed ten pounds of silver which forthwith pulled down the theatres as they rose for the corruption of morals which suffered not the badges of dignities and honourable birth to be assumed without cause or without a penalty for i see centenarian suppers which must now be so named from an hundred sesterces and silver mines wrought out into dishes it were a small matter if only for senators and not for freedmen or those who even now having the whip broken upon them i see too that it is not enough that theatres should be single or uncovered for it was for the games forsooth that the lacedaemonians first invented their odious cloak that immodest pleasure might not be chilled even in the winter i see too no distinction left in dress between matrons and harlots touching women indeed even those rules of their forefathers have dropped which supported modesty and sobriety when no woman knew aught of gold save on the one finger on which her husband had placed the pledge of the nuptial ring when women were so entirely kept from wine that her own friends starved a matron to death for unsealing the stores of a wine cellar and under romulus one who had touched wine was slain with impunity by her husband Messenius wherefore also they were obliged to offer kisses to their nearest kinsfolk that they might be judged by their breath where is that happiness in marriages favoured doubtless by good morals through which during nearly six hundred years from the founding of the city no one family wrote a writing of divorcement in the women now owing to their gold no limb is light owing to their wine no kiss is free and for divorce it is now even the object of a wish as though it were the proper fruit of matrimony as touching even your gods themselves the decrees which your fathers had providently enacted ye these same most obedient persons have rescinded father bacchus with his mysteries the consuls by the authority of the senate banished not only from the city but from the whole of italy serapis and isis and harpocrates with his dog-headed monster having been forbidden the capital that this turned out of the place of the gods the consuls piso and gabinius certainly not christians renounced overturning even their altars thus checking the vices of base and idle superstitions these ye having bestowed have conferred the highest dignity upon them where is your religion where is the reverence due from you to your ancestors in dress food establishment income finally in your very language ye have renounced your forefathers ye are even lauding the ancients yet fashioning your lives anew every day by which it is manifest that while ye fall back from the good customs of your ancestors ye retain and guard those things which ye ought not while ye guard not those things which ye ought besides that very thing which being handed down from your fathers ye seem most faithfully to observe 
in which ye mark out the Christians as specifically guilty of transgression, I mean, diligence in worshipping the gods, wherein antiquity hath mostly erred. Although ye have rebuilt the altars of the now Roman Serapis, although ye offer your frantic orgies to the now Italian Bacchus, I will shew in the proper place to have been just as much despised and neglected and destroyed by you, contrary to the authority of your ancestors, for I shall now make answer to the evil report touching secret crimes, that I may clear my way to such as are more open. We are said to be the most accursed of men, as touching a sacrament, of child murder, and thereon a feast, and incest after the feast, where the dogs that overturn the candles, our panders forsooth, procure darkness and an absence of all shame besides, for impious lusts. Yet, said to be, is ever the word, and ye take no care to expose that which we have been so long said to be. Wherefore, either expose it, if ye believe it, or be unwilling to believe it, seeing ye have not exposed it. Through your own connivance it is ruled against you, that that hath no existence which even yourselves dare to expose. Far other is the task which ye impose on your executioner against the Christians, not that they should confess what they do, but deny what they are. This religion dateth, as we have already set forth, from Tiberius, truth set out with being herself hated, as soon as she appeared, she is an enemy. As many as are strangers to it, so many are its foes, and the Jews indeed appropriately from their rivalry, the soldiers from their violence, even they of their own household from nature. Each day we beset, each day betrayed, in our very meetings and assemblies are we mostly surprised. Who hath ever in this way come upon a screaming infant, who hath kept for the judge the mouths of the cyclopses and sirens, bloody as he found them? Who hath discovered any marks of impurity even in our wives? Who hath concealed such crimes when he hath discovered them, or hath taken a bribe to do so, while healing the men themselves? If we be always concealed, when was that which we commit divulged? Yea, by whom could it be divulged? By the criminals themselves forsooth. Nay, verily, since the fidelity of secrecy is, by the very rule of all mysteries, due to them, the Semothracian and Eleusinian are kept secret, how much more such as, being divulged, will in the meantime provoke even the vengeance of man, while that of God is kept in store. If themselves, then, be not their own betrayers, it followeth that strangers must be. And whence have strangers the knowledge, when even holy mysteries ever exclude the profane, and beware of witnesses? Unless it be that unholy men have the less fear, the nature of fame is known to all. It is your own saying, quote, Fame is an ill, than which more speedy none. End quote. Why fame and ill? Because speedy? Because a tell-tale? Or because mostly false? Who, not even at the very time when she beareth anything true, is without the vice of falsehood, detracting, adding, changing from the truth? What when her condition is such that she endureth only while she lieth, and liveth only so long as she proveth not her words? For when she had proved them, she ceaseth to be, and, as having discharged her office of tale-bearer, delivereth up a fact, and thenceforward the fact is laid hold of, the fact is named, and no one saith, for instance, they say that this happened at Rome, or, the report is that he hath obtained the province, but, he hath obtained the province, and, this happened at Rome. Fame, a name for uncertainty, hath no place when a thing is certain. But would any but an inconsiderate man believe fame, since a wise man believeth not that which is uncertain. All may judge that, 
over whatever extent it be spread, and whatever assurance framed, it must needs have at some time sprung from some one author, and thence creep into the channels of tongues and ears. And a fault in the first little seed doth so darken the rest of the tale, that none inquireth whether that first tongue have not sown a falsehood, which often happeneth either from the spirit of rivalry, or the wanton humor of suspicion, or that taste for falsehood, which in some is not new, but in born. But it is well that, quote, time revealeth all things, end quote, which even your own proverbs and sayings testify, according to the general law of nature which hath so ordained that nothing long remaineth hidden, even that which fame hath not spread abroad. With good cause, then, hath fame been so long the only witness of the crimes of the Christians. This informer ye produce against us, who even to this time hath not been able to prove that which she once threw out, and in so long a period hath strengthened into an opinion. That I may appeal to the authority of nature herself against those who presume that such things are to be believed, lo, we set before you the reward of these crimes, they promise eternal life. Believe it for the moment, for I ask this, whether even thou, who dost believe it, thinkest it worth while to attain to it by such a conscience. Come plunge thy knife into an infant, the foe of none, the accused of none, the child of all. Or, if this be the office of another, only stand by this human being, dying before it hath lived, wait for the young soul's flight, catch the scarce matured blood, soak thy bread in it, freely feed upon it. Meanwhile, as thou sittest at the meal, calculate the places where thy mother, where thy sister is, note them diligently, so that when the darkness caused by the dog shall fall upon thee, thou mayest not err, for thou wilt incur pollution if thou commit not incest. Thus initiated and sealed, thou livest for ever. I desire thee to answer whether eternity be worth such a price, or if not, therefore it ought not to be believed to be so. Even if thou shouldest believe it, I say that thou wouldest not do it. Even if thou wouldest, I say that thou couldest not. And why should others be able, if ye are not able? Why should ye not be able, if others are able? We, I suppose, are of another nature. Are we Sinopeans or Skyopodes? Have we other rows of teeth, other nerves for incestuous lust? Thou that canst believe these things of a man, canst also do them. Thou thyself also art a man, as is a Christian. Thou that canst not do them, oughtest not to believe them, for a Christian also is a man, and all that thou also art. But, say ye, men while in ignorance are cheated and practiced on. Because forsooth they knew not that any such thing was asserted of the Christians, a thing doubtless to have been looked to by them, and investigated with all diligence. But it is the custom, methinks, for those who desire to be initiated, first to go to the master of the mysteries, and to note down what things must be prepared. Then, saith he, an infant thou must needs have, still of tender age, who knoweth not what death is, who can smile under thy knife, bread too, with which thou must take up the mess of blood, candlesticks, moreover, and candles, and certain dogs, and sops, which may make them stretch forward to overturn the candles. Above all, thou wilt be bound to come with thy mother and sister. What if they will not come, or if thou hast none? What, in short, must solitary Christians do? A man, I suppose, will not be a regular Christian, unless he be a brother or a son. What now, even if all these things be prepared for men ignorant of them? Surely they know them afterwards, and bear with, and pardon them. They fear to be punished. Men, who, if they publish them, will deserve to be defended. 
who should rather even die voluntarily than exist under such a conscience well grant that they do fear why do they still go on for it followeth that thou canst not wish any longer to be that which if thou hadst known it before thou wouldst not have been to refute these charges the more i will shew that that is done by you partly in public and partly in secret through which perchance ye have come to believe them of us also in the bosom of africa infants were publicly sacrificed to saturn even to the days of proconsul under tiberius who on the very trees of their temple which shaded their crimes as on consecrated crosses hung up alive to public view the priests themselves witnessed the soldiery of my own country who executed that very office for that proconsul but even now this consecrated crime is continued in secret it is not the christians only who defy you nor is any crime rooted out for ever nor doth any god change his character since saturn did not spare his own sons doubtless he persisted in not sparing those of others whom indeed their own parents offered of themselves and willingly paid their vow and fondled the infants lest they should be slain weeping and yet murder by a parent differeth much from manslaying among the gauls a riper age was sacrificed to mercury i leave to their own theatres the fables of tari lo in that most religious city of the pious descendants of anus there is a certain jupiter whom in his own games they drenched with human blood but say ye the blood of one condemned to the beasts and therefore i suppose not so bad as that of a man is it not therefore worse because the blood of a bad man still in any case it is shed by manslaying o christian jupiter and the only son of his father through cruelty but since as touching child murder it mattereth not whether it be done from religion or of mere wanton will though in the case of murder by a parent there is a difference i will appeal to the people of these who stand around and pant for christian blood of your own selves magistrates most just and most severe against us how many will ye that i smite in their consciences as slayers of the children born unto them if indeed there be a difference too as to the matter of death surely it is with greater cruelty that ye force out their breath in the water or expose them to cold and hunger and dogs for even those of riper age would desire to die by the sword but to us manslaying having once been forbidden it is not lawful to undo even what is conceived in the womb while the blood is as yet undetermined to form a man prevention of birth is a precipitation of murder nor doth it matter whether one take away a life when formed to drive it away while forming he also is a man who is about to be one even every fruit already existeth in its seed touching the eating of blood and such like tragic dishes read whether it be not somewhere related it is in herodotus i think that certain nations have ordained for the making of a treaty the shedding of blood from their arms and the drinking it the one from the other under catiline also there was some drinking of the same sort they say too that among some tribes of the scythians every one that dieth is eaten by his relations i am travelling too far in this age in this country blood from a wounded thigh caught in the palm of the hand and given to eat sealeth those consecrated to bologna they too who in the games in the theatre have drunk with greedy thirst the fresh blood streaming from the neck of the butchered criminals to cure the falling sickness where are they they too who from the stage sup the meat of wild beasts who fetch it from the boar from the stag that boar hath from the man whom he hath covered with blood 
in struggling with him, wiped it off. That stag hath lain in the blood of a gladiator. The paunches of the very bears are in request, reeking yet with undigested human entrails. The flesh, which hath been fed on a man forthwith, riseth in the stomach of a man. Ye that eat these things, how far removed are ye from the feasts of the Christians? And they too, who with brutal appetite seize on human bodies, do they do the less because they devour the living? Are they the less consecrated to filthiness by human blood, because what they take up hath yet to become blood? They feed not indeed on infants, but on those of riper age. Let your sin blush before us Christians, who do not reckon the blood even of animals among meats to be eaten, who for this cause also abstain from things strangled, and such as die of themselves, that we may not be defiled by any blood, even buried within their entrails. Finally, among the trials of the Christians, ye offer them also putting skins stuffed with blood, as being well assured that that whereby ye would have them transgress is lawful among them. Moreover, what manner of thing is it to be believed that they are, who ye are assured abhor the blood of beasts, pant for human blood, unless perchance ye have found it sweeter, which very blood too it were meat should be applied as a test of Christians, in like manner as the altar, as the censer. For they would be proved Christians by desiring human blood, as by refusing to sacrifice, and would be to be slain on another ground if they tasted, in the same way as if they had not sacrificed. And surely ye would have no lack of blood in your examination and condemnation of prisoners, moreover who are more incestuous than those whom Jupiter himself hath taught. Cetesius relateth that the Persians are connected with their mothers, and the Macedonians are also suspected, because when they first heard the tragedy of Oedipus, laughing at the grief of the incestuous man, they said, Ancient Greek, he went into the mother. Now consider what an opening there is to involuntary sin for the commission of incest, the promiscuousness of your debauchery supplying the materials. In the first place, ye expose your children to be taken up by the compassion of any passing stranger, or resign them to be adopted by nobler parents. Of a stock thus alienated, it must needs be that the memory is sometimes lost, and when once a mistake shall have chanced upon them, thenceforward it will go on transmitting the incest, the generation creeping on with the crime. Then, secondly, in whatever place ye be, at home, abroad, across the seas, lust is your companion, whose promiscuous sallies may anywhere easily make children for men unawares, so that the stock thus scattered, as it were, out of some portion at least of the seed, doth through the intercourse of man meet with its own reflected images, and knoweth them not for mixtures of incestuous blood. Us, a most faithful and careful chastity, hath fenced from such a consequence, and in proportion, as we are safe from adulteries, and from all transgression after marriage, so are we also from the chance of incest. Some men, much more secure, beat off by a pure continency, and the whole power of such error, little children to their old age. If ye would consider that these things exist among you, ye would perceive forthwith that they exist not among the Christians. The same eyes would have testified of both. But two sorts of blindness easily unite, so that they will not see the things which are. Think also that they see things which are not. So I must shew it to be in every case. Now for the open sins. End of Apology of Tertullian, Section 2